0: Yeah, yeah, old school, that's what I'm talking about Listen, this ain't for everybody Some of y'all need to hear this I know you're in the trenches fighting But check it out I'm gonna put it down like this so I can help the saints understand Everything you're going through, is all part of the master plan Or what, you thought cause you got saved everything was gonna be peaches and cream You better wake up son, don't nothing come to a sleeper but a drink Faith without works is dead, read your Bible, you know what it says he who don't work, don't eat. Slackers don't get fed. Huh? Yeah, Jesus said, he who puts his hands to the plow, looks back, the same make fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the just five minutes, and you about ready to quit. I ain't mad at ya. I'm just hitting you with the real. Huh? If you died for me, I was still tripping. Now, how you think that make you feel? Check this out, deep game. This here's deep, huh? Some of y'all ain't saw nothing but your study trying to reach, huh? But after him him who's able to position farthest by his glory. Struggle might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now, the prophet says was prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Or you You say why you But your church say What would Jesus do why you asking if he ain't trying to do what he's saying? Huh? He told you he was going to have tribulations, but you thought he was playing. Huh? One minute you tell her how good God is and can't nobody bitch you talk. The next minute you're back so fast, I'm like you're moonwalking. Huh? Oh yeah, I'm bitching to myself because I ain't no better. Huh? It ain't like I've been following his every word, obeying it to the letter. But so we soldiers, we got to remember that. Regroup, stay on point. Hey, yeah, Bow down, confess, repent, stay humble, let him anoint. Huh? It ain't easy as I thought it was, I'd be lying if I told you that. But it showed up getting better all the time, trust me, that's the fact. Ain't never we going through that can't be heaven God put that on His tongue Like they say, you can shout now if you want to Cause the battle's already won So while you're going through the valley, don't even trip You're gonna be on top Choirs in the hook line no more That's time you don't stop I know we
1: can make
2: I just had to give a few minutes to Big Boy upstairs because it's my belief and I hope it is yours that uh, he could work this thing out because we're going through some crazy times right about now and uh, I don't think we can work it out by ourselves without his help. Welcome to the show. It's your host, Lamont Patterson. You listen to I Am Indy. Every week we seek to try to bring you something that uh, could touch and uh, hopefully empower your life and uh help you get through this thing, this thing that we call life. You know, today is uh, Wednesday, hump day, hump day, hump day, hump day. You know, we made it this far, so with big boys' help, I'm sure we're going to be able to make it the rest of the way. And hopefully, wherever you are and wherever you be, I hope you're being safe, because that's the operative word right about now is, uh, um, you know, being safe and don't get caught driving in the wrong areas. But anyway, we have a great show lined up for you today, as usual. We have this gentleman, Mr. Damon DeRio uh, Nader is going to be joining us here shortly. And uh, he goes by the name of The Renaissance Man, so I'm looking forward to chopping up with him and see what he's got going on. Uh, he wears a few different hats, very successful in a bunch of different areas, and... Uh, Hey, get your pen and pencil out, and hopefully, you might learn something. Mr. Naylor, are you with us?
3: Hey, Mr. Patterson, how are you doing?
2: Oh, man, as they say, I'm too blessed to be stressed. So I'm a hey, Amen. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I know that's
3: right. How you price? doing, today? I know that's right. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm the same. Too blessed to be stressed. Glad to be in the land of the living. Just appreciative of this opportunity to be with you and your listeners. Just exciting and happy, man, to be in the land of the living, even though, like you said, it's all kind of crazy things going on. We're living in tumultuous times, but God is still in control. So glad to be here. Every
2: day. Yeah, every day. Yes. Every, every, every day he's in control. You know, we got yeah. uh you know, I was looking at some of your points, uh, the value uh, of visualization and the importance of communication yes. and the the, uh, the three states of faith. Um, but give me a second, man, let me tell talk to my listeners for a minute. Uh, Mr. Damon, the real Nader is joining us today. Um, he's an author, speaker, leadership trainer, consultant, educator, and he has a very diverse background, you know dealing with you know entrepreneurial issues, business, religion, uh, entertainment, relationships, and all that kind of good stuff. And I just want to put that out there a little bit, so you know people can kind of follow us along as we go, and won't be scratching the head and stuff. Because sometimes people <laughs> think they awake, but they still sleep. You know what I mean? So I just want to make sure. I just want to make yeah, sure yeah, yeah. with with the eyes is open that they still awake. You know?
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got you. I feel you. I feel you. Okay.
2: So if I can call you Damon, is that okay? Yes. Hey, Damien, Correct. Yes, Damien, sir. Right.
3: Yeah, Damon. 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 Damon.
2: All right, Damon. Well, i like to like start out like this a little bit, man. I'd like to give you the platform for a minute and kind of let you uh, tell the listeners about who you are, where you come from. And I know you just didn't wake up one day and decide to be uh, uh, super successful as you are. <laughs> I know you had some yep. type of childhood, some type of influence, yep. uh, you yep. know, parental, uh, grandparents, you know, uh, the neighbor next door somebody. So let's let's start off like that. Tell our listeners who you are and how you got to be where you are.
4: Well,
3: we'll start off at the origins. I'm originally from New Orleans, and I was born and raised there by my mother and grandmother and had a household of brothers, three older brothers there, who were basically my mentors and kind of led me in the the path or whatever, my good examples, really loving home. And um, thank God for them. At the age of 18, I left. New Orleans has come up to the northern part of the state in a city called Monroe, Louisiana. That's where I reside now. And so I came up for college attended what was called then Northeast Louisiana University. It's now the University of Louisiana at Monroe. And so um, that was basically my journey, man, um, just growing up there. Had a uh, like I said, t- childhood was very unique. Um, had some challenges there. I was kind of sickly when I was really young, and uh, just battled with all kind of things: asthma, allergies, and all types of you know issues like that. But thank God for being God. Once I came up here for college, ended up meeting the Lord and getting my life turned around, getting my life straight, getting on the right path um, from the things that I was indulging in at the time. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of how the path started. And so once I finished college, I was I got my degree in elementary education, and I taught for like seven years. And at the end of my teaching tenure, I kind of began to lose that passion for the classroom. And at that time, there began to emerge different passions, which were for motivational speaking, um, doing music, and also writing. And so in 2004, I ended up launching out to pursue those things, And I was doing that for a few years, ended up starting a a janitorial business and while doing all the other things still. And then I I did that for like 12 years. And then most recently I transitioned into becoming a parent educator. And like I said, I'm still doing the music, still speaking, and still writing. And so like I said, that's, that's kind of the gist of it. On the personal side, I'm a husband and a proud father of four wonderful, amazing, blessed sons. So... That's kind of me there.
2: Four oh, boys, man. That that's something. Yes. You no. Know, yes. Uh, yes. And I see. And I and I see as a writer, you've uh, contributed to the Huffington Post, uh, Reader's Digest, and uh, what? The Authority Magazine and yes. MSN and uh, you you've been busy. Something something here, yeah. Damon, it jumped out at me, um uh, in and some of your key points was strategies yeah. for discovering purpose. And I know a lot yeah. of us individuals, some people go through their whole life and, and don't knew don't know, you know, what their purpose is. So uh, yeah. Yeah. talk talk to us about that a little bit.
3: Well, I think it's all about, I call it really finding your noun and your verb. And so your noun is your identity, who you are. And if you can find that out, in, in many cases it'll give or shed light on your verb, with it, which is what I'm supposed to be doing or my purpose. So, for instance, like the things we've already named that I'm doing, as a motivational speaker, that's my identity, that's my noun. Well, what's my verb? What is the purpose of a motivational speaker? To speak and to motivate as an author, that's my noun, but what does an author do? What is the purpose of the author to write to to create you know inspirational writings? And so, like you say, what we have to do is kind of be in tune watch our lives. oftentimes we're given previews. you have just certain inclinations, certain talents, and certain proclivities towards certain things, and what you have to do is just kind of look at your life. And analyze you know what things have i I've already I've always loved to do, what things have I just had a natural talent for, you know what things am I passionate about doing? and if you can kind of um really analyze your life, look at those things and just align with them, go with the momentum, go with that flow, and try to find possibly a career or some way of using those gifts and talents and engaging in those activities then more than likely you can stumble upon your purpose. Oftentimes people find themselves just, just wandering about life aimlessly and never ever look introspectively to see what do I really love, you know, what am I good at, what what draws me and everything. And, um, you know, that's kind of what we help people do when we coach and we, we consult is try to help them to discover that those hidden talents and those hidden treasures within them because, you know, my, my, my motto is all men and women are created with a skill and a mission to fulfill. So if you can find your skill, your your mission to fulfill is just basically using that, and your gift is going to just make room for you and bring you before great men, as, as the wise King Solomon said. But it's all about finding that, finding that. Everybody has something that they were created with, uh, an area that you're talented in, and it's just all about tapping that treasure and releasing it to the world. And, you know, that's basically where your purpose lies and fulfilling that call and, and answering that, you know, we're utilizing that gift and that talent that you have.
2: And, and during your during your teaching, do you find that that's one of the hardest things that, that people can do is is to, to identify their skill and purpose, or does it come to different people at different times?
3: Well, some people can and some people can't, and that's why I kind of have a, a course, and we'll kind of elaborate on that probably in another segment. But what happens, there are um, different areas whereas every gift and talent lies. And what I, I help to do is, is I unveil and I reveal those areas, and as people listen and they pay attention that it, it, it automatically resonates with them. Okay, that's my area. That, that's my area. You know, he's, he's right on. He's hitting me because I know I'm good at that. I like doing this. You know, I, I get compliments when I do this. But some people just naturally find it. And to give good examples, like a lot of entertainers, a lot of athletes, a lot of just um, people in different areas who we would consider great more than likely they have found their purpose and their calling. Now, sometimes they turn it in the wrong direction, but King Solomon also said that a gift is as a precious stone in the eyes of him who had it, whether so ever it turns, it prospers. So even though you could turn it to bad or evil, ironically, that gift is going to still prosper you. And so, if you know, you have people who have found that gift, but they're just using it for selfish or negative reasons. But then you have those who turn it and they use it for righteous and good reasons to help humanity and to, to build society. And um, you know, you, you see it. We see it every day. People operating in their calling because they're fulfilled, they're happy, they're making a difference. And and that's what it's all about, you know. But like I said, and as we know, there are some people who just go through life and they're never never able to uncover that. And um, you know, I think one of the other problems is sometimes when people deceive themselves. And kind of want to go after something that they they like, but are, aren't really skilled at doing it. And it, it comes a time. There comes a time where we have to just be really brutally honest and objective, and say, you know, what what am I really talented at doing? Because sometimes it's not out front and glorious. Sometimes it's behind the scenes. But at the same time, you'll you'll receive that fulfillment and contentment, and you'll just be as happy and you know feel as valued as, as you could ever want to feel. But uh, yes. Yeah.
2: Man, you just touched on something, too, that just had my little little eyes kind of going sideways, you know.
3: It's amazing.
2: (laughs) It's amazing, man, how um, a lot of us really don't know what we don't know.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's so true. That's so true. (laughs) That is
2: powerful. (laughs) And that causes them to do just what you were speaking on, you know, going down um, a road to find out it's a dead end when they could have turned left a little while back and been on that other road when they would have been happy, successful, and and fulfilled. And that's mainly because uh, they haven't been real with themselves. You know, they went after what they wanted to do instead of what they should have been doing.
3: There you go. Yeah, and I mean, I, I see it. We we see it happening a lot of times. People make that mistake, you know, and, and like you said, regretfully down down the line, it's like, man, I know I should have done such and such. I know I should have made the choice to do this instead of this. I've known people to go to school. I mean, we're talking maybe fourteen, fifteen years. Graduate in certain medical fields, get out, do it for a couple of years, and like, I hate this, you know, and then end up teaching or something like that. Whereas they they knew they had that gift, they knew they wanted to teach, but they looked at the money. They looked at the fact, okay, I'm going to be making all this money. But then all of a sudden they get out, they're making the money, but then they're still sad, still depressed, they're still discouraged, hate going to their jobs, but yet they're making all of the money. And that's what I'm saying. You know, if we can find what we're good at, and make the money. It's almost like you're getting paid to do what you love, and you're just having fun and getting paid. I mean, it's it's almost like a you know, it's, it's crazy that you're even getting paid to do it because you enjoy it so much. And that's what it's all about: finding and gravitating to what to what towards that desire and and appetite and that 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 talent within you that's going to make the difference.
2: And I guess that's where that's the true blessing right there. And I'm guilty. I'm guilty yeah. of making that mistake. I came I came yes. and went into the music industry and I knew I should have yes, been a lawyer. I knew I should have been wow. a
3: lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something? But the yeah, key is can... like you say, you you know it though. You you figured it out.
2: Well, I figured it out later on in life though. You know, when I got into yes. this business, this entertainment business and, and I started representing wow. artists and dealing with myself as an artist and having to yes. uh hire an attorney to to go yeah. through my contracts and then after a while you know uh, uh, dealing with different contracts over the years I'm like well man look I really don't need an attorney I know how to go through this contract yeah I know right how now. to do this yeah, yeah I, <laughs> and you know and you get and you get trial and error and you get good with it you know over the years and yeah. then you start saying oh man listen I know how to cut through the chase uh, I'm <laughs> I'm an a excellent researcher. You know, and, and yeah. I know how to cut through the point, you know, blow all the smoke mm. away and get right to the crust of the matter. And I said, mm. you know, if yep. I was an attorney, man, I I would be the bomb, you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. yeah and then yes,
1: and yes. then and
2: and then have that spirit where you know you believe in righteousness, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and I yeah. mean like come on, it just makes it simple. So I see a lot of these attorneys charging four fifty, five hundred dollars an hour and, and yep, something sir. that really only takes some fifteen minutes.
3: Yes, sir. That's something there, ain't that? That is a mess. You know, that so is a mess. I,
2: so I try to in, incorporate that I should have been that with what I'm doing now and make the best of it. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, look, just look at yourself as a, a consultant, man, an advocate. You know, you, you're still doing it, just not in that particular arena. But, hey, you're still using that gift in town. Like you say, loving to research, loving to defend. Uh, you know negotiating and understanding contracts so it still has its relevance but like you say it's just not in that actual field that you know you may more than likely could have prospered more but uh but yeah it's it's in you so you just use it in this capacity here to the best of your ability
2: right and i and 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 I, i do love uh to be able to have this platform to uh you know, uh, to reach out and touch people all across the world. You know, some people get to yeah. talk to people in a, in a in a building, but my platform touches people all over the world. So I definitely yes, like that about it, you know, because I've always wanted to, uh, when my life is over, I always wanted to feel like my life meant more than uh, walking, stepping on bugs every day.
3: No, no, that's right. Hey, man, that's true, that's true. And it is important what you're doing. You know, it's, it's critical. I always admire and applaud those who are giving others a platform. Like I always tell them, we need people like you. I need people like you because without you, nobody hears our voices. Nobody hears our stories. Nobody gets to know and learn about our products and services. So we applaud you. Hats off to you. And like I said, you you are important. You are an integral part of, uh, you know, just the universe and everything, the world. So,
4: Yes,
2: sir. Well, I definitely thank you for that, young man. I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Let's turn the page yeah. for a second, man. Let's talk about your your, your music. Um, okay. Let's talk about that. Tell us a little bit about that, because I know in, when you took off one hat and put on another hat, so put on your music hat for a minute. Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: well, that's awesome. Look, we go way back with the music hat. Ironically, this Time well, this year it's been well, I started in '99 with my first single, so we're talking about 21 years in the game basically, but uh, kind of went on a few hiatus, hiatuses, had some um breaks in between, but uh, yeah, I started in 1999, put out my first single entitled Are You Ready, and actually it represented with two songs on that that single basically, and then the next year uh, in 2000 I released Are You Ready the Full Link LP and then uh, let's see I think it was in 04 I released uh, uh, no in 03 I released a Christmas project in 04 I released another one went on a huge hiatus and then came back in 2010 with a 22 track um, LP entitled Conception and Rebirth and then uh, should have been o- um, 2016 put out like a little mixtape And then in 17, I call it the CD that was, that never was. And so I had it. I didn't really promote it and push it, but I kind of put it out about a year. And when it was time to renew, I just let it go by the wayside because I said I'd go ahead on and re-release it at a later date. And uh, what I'm doing now, I just released a single off of an EP that I'll be releasing in September called Life. And so that dropped on May 1st. I'll be dropping another single on June 15th called "Cruising," which is really funky, a mixture of R.B. and hip-hop. And, of course, the song Life is just talking about, you know, all of the things we face, the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations, you know, just like, and it's so relevant to what we're going through now. You know, some of the lyrics I say feel like we're in a penitentiary. We're facing this this lockdown, the quarantine and all of this stuff. And um, just how, you know, looking at the fact that, I hint that there's a, an afterlife. There has to be a paradise. There has to be an afterlife after all of the struggles we go through, you know, problems over here, problems over there, problems, problems, problems everywhere. And it's just about making it and, and enduring through this life and looking forward to that afterlife. And and as I stated, we're going to release "Cruising" on the 15th of this month, and then July 4th we're going to release a song called America, which is going to be really powerful, might be kind of controversial to some, where we're going to be just dealing with some concepts of the country. And, and that's going to certainly be relevant for all that we're facing right now. But um, I'll be releasing, like I said, a single each month all the way into September until we release the full EP, which should have like seven songs on it. But uh, like I said, that's my passion. I really love music. That's one of my forms of communicating with the world, one of my gifts and talents. And it's all about uplifting and being inspirational and telling stories, you know, educating people and inspiring them at the same time through music. And um, I just, like I said, I really love it, really love it.
2: Well, that's great, man. I can definitely relate to uh, the hiatus part because I quit every day.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) I got you.
1: I got you. I
2: quit this business every day, man. Every Every day. I start start back the next day because I don't know nothing else to do.
3: (laughs) I know, right? I know that's right. That's the same with that music. Like I said, I put it away a while, then come back, you know. And I always talk about just as being a creative type, I call it seasons of inspiration, And it's just times where um, you just get that divine insight, that divine inspiration and energy and momentum, and you just begin to get into a flow where you're just writing, you're just producing. And as you do that, you know, sometimes, or after a while, it'll lift off, but you'll look back and you've accomplished so much. And that's what I kind of do as I, instead instead of just rushing it and forcing it, I just allow, you know, God to inspire me. And as he inspires, I write. But if now I'm not feeling inspired, I don't force it, and I think um a lot of artists could learn from that because some you know just want to constantly put out material that's fine if it's quality, but if it's just you know you're just trying to sit down and force it and, and make up stuff, a lot of times it's not gonna be your greatest material, and your quality will begin to decline and I always think about when you look at especially back in the day with the music, the way the the field was or the the industry you know, they would sign those contracts and they would have to deliver so many records or albums by, you know, within so many years. Well, if you do that and you're not having those reoccurring and consistent seasons of inspiration, then you're in trouble. And you'll notice a lot of times people, if they put out like a hit record, that first one, in many cases, unless they, like you say, take that hiatus, take that time to kind of reinvent themselves and get that inspiration, the next um albums a lot of times will flop or never reach that that same climax and potential and, and level of that first one, and it's because they kind of rushed it they were forced into it instead of allowing it to themselves to flow and be inspired and I think that's critical as being any type of creative don't 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 force it, don't rush it. I always run into musicians and also authors. And they'll tell me, you know, man, I've been writing this book, and I I, I've written so much, and but I stopped or whatever. And I just tell them, I say, look, as long as you keep that notebook, every time you get inspired, you go write. Then when you when you're not feeling inspired, you put the pen down and just keep on. And I because I didn't even realize I was going to become an author. What happened? I would just get profound quotes from God, and I would just record them, and I would just I kept them in a notebook. And next thing you know, God began to deal with me about writing a book. I'm like, oh, okay, wow. And I had like 22 quotes at the time. And I sat down one Saturday, like I said, entered one of those seasons of inspiration, and I wrote like 28 quotes. God gave me 28 quotes in one day. So I had a total of 50, and that was my first book, uh, The Great Taste of Success, 50 Potent and Inspirational Proverbs. And the whole point is, like I said, I just allowed – you know myself to be inspired, and not even knowing I was going to become an author and publish a book, but I just compiled all that material, and that's what you want to do. Just whatever you're you're inspired to do, just keep building it. Take your time, be patient, and, and let it build. Let yourself be inspired, and and into that flow, and and you'll be amazed at at how much clarity and and how much you know the quality of what you present will be.
2: Question for you. Cause I'm an artist yeah. from the old school where, you know, mm-hmm. we didn't uh, release records or songs, should I say, um, every yeah. month, every two months. But I, I you know, I've, yeah. I talked to a lot of uh, young artists here recently, and uh, yeah. they're on a, they're on a page where they want to release uh, a new song every month. So yeah. my question to you is. I mean, looking at the market, I mean, not from the artist's hat, but from the flip side of the, uh, the other, uh, flip side of the other table, you know, yeah. how do your fans get to know what they like from you if they hear so much from you? Now, I understand that, you know, we have the Internet where everybody could just shoot something out to iTunes or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: But yeah.
2: how does that work? Because it seems to me, and I may be wrong, seem to me, uh-huh. Uh, the fans don't really get to like one particular song before they they yeah. get hit with another one, and seems to yeah, me yeah. there needs to be some uh-huh. time, you know, for the for the momentum to grow. There you go. with one song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, and that's with just with the media. Anybody else? Seems to me it would take some time for that song to just to get some traction. But then if you come yeah. up with another one real soon. You know, it's like it's almost like going in a shoe store. You go in a shoe store to buy a pair of shoes, and yes. uh, you see this shoe, but then they got a thousand other pairs of shoes there, and you like them all, yeah. but then you end up walking mm. out and don't buy any of them, because now you don't know yeah, which one yeah. you like more than the other. There so, you go. There so, you go. So how, how do you feel that work in terms with dropping a song every month versus giving time in between the releases to get some traction? between the two songs.
3: Well, what's happening, this current generation, one of the things, is like the whole, you know, people have the ADHD, and so this generation is the ADHD generation, and their attention span is so short. So like you say, they get that music, they consume it, and then they just, they're ready for the next thing. And so um, I kind of, I get the, the idea, like, of what some artists are trying to do, you know, as far as putting out some each month and like I said, I'm I'm gonna kinda do that myself, you know, for this C D of course, but once the project is out, the full project, you know, of course I'm gonna take off some time and not put anything out because they'll have all of that. But what happens, um, especially with the different well especially with Spotify, you the more content you put out and the uh, I guess the more plays you get it it, it generates this thing, the algorithm and it, it causes you it increases your potential of being picked up on playlists. And so that's what a lot of people are trying to play to as well, but my thing is like you know, even if you do that, the key is just having that that repertoire already built up, and you're not just rushing it. Whereas each song is still a quality single, and like like I understand what you're saying, you know, giving it that time to generate the momentum, and that's normally yeah, how do you, you, mark, how how we do you would market?
2: Do? Yeah, but how do you market and yep. and, and promote it? if you come up with stuff so rapidly
3: rapidly yeah it's hard and like you say none none of the songs get the the full attention and exposure that it needs you know and so that's why you have to be careful like you say uh putting them out especially like every month for so long you know like i say you might put out a a couple you know a few months in a row but then kind of drop some and, and just uh, take a take a break off it. That way, like you say, you're giving you giving a consumer time to consume, to to ingest, to digest right. it. But if right. you know if you're constantly feeding them, they're never getting hungry, and that's why I would I guess I would take off a little time in between um, CDs because you you're just giving them that time to let it marinate. And I think a lot of times as well with this generation, the quality is not it's not real substance. It's it's so shallow. It's I'll give you a good example it's like junk food, right? If you eat junk food, you're going to be hungry in about an hour or so. But if you get a steak, you get you some beans, you get you a, a hearty <laughs> meal, then it's going to hold you, and you won't need something to eat that quickly. And so that's was wrong with the music as well. It's just like there's no substance. So it's like, man, I need something else. That, that was good, but I need something else. But when you hit them with that substance and, and something that's going to stick to their bones, stick to their spirits, then, you know, they could chomp on that for a while. But, like I said, it's just this generation. I'll give you a prime example. I just told you about, I mentioned the 22-track CD. Now, I was at uh, the ministry that I was at. It was a family. Thank God they're, like, my number one fans. And so I gave them a CD one Sunday. By the next Sunday, now, remember, it's 22 tracks. By the next Sunday, they were asking me, when are you putting out another CD? I just gave you 22 tracks. (laughs) <laughs> last week. And they're like, we know, but we love it. We need something and I'm like, dog. And I promise you, about three weeks later, the mother came, and she was like, bro, Damon, I love you. She said, but at the same time, she said, I hate your music. I'm like, oh, sis, what's wrong? She said, no, not that it's bad. She said, it's so good. That's all my kids and my family want to listen to all day, every day. So day. I'm like, I'm tired of it or <laughs> whatever. But that family, that's a good example. They just, like I said, they consume it. And they're ready for the next thing. 22 tracks, but they're ready for the next CD already. And that's just the story of this generation. I know it's weird, but that's kind of how they operate. <laughs>
2: oh, it, no, look, it's it, it's fine if they're if, they, if, if they clicking that download button.
3: Yes, sir. That's true.
2: That's fine. Well, listen, man, we're going to uh, go ahead. We got your, your music queued up here, so I don't want to keep our listeners waiting too long uh, to put okay. their ears on something. So um,
3: okay, we're
2: gonna we're gonna play life, and uh, okay. then we're gonna okay. be back to chop it up about that. All right. So everybody, you know what I like to say? Let the windows down, turn the air conditioner up, and and put your ears on this. This is life, Mister Damon, the real nailer.
1: L-I-F
3: to the E-E L-I-F to the E-E L-I-F to the E-E L-I-F to the E-E L-I-F to the E I I wish that it could be so stress free Uh L-I-F to the E Does anybody out there want to trade with me? I wish that it could be so stress-free. L I F to the E. Is anybody out there getting played like me? When I think about life, yo, it's so, so deep. Uh. So, so bitter. So, so sweet. Unique. That's why we need the master's hand. Yeah. The leader us, got to help us understand. Why so much pain and misery? Woo. Why so much greed and poverty? Why so much bondage? No liberty. Why it feels like we're in a penitentiary. of Wish so uh-huh. yes. I wish that it could be so stress free. Uh huh. L.I. to the E, Does anybody out there want to trade with me? Yeah. L.I. to the E, I I wish that it could be so stress free. L.I. to the E, Is anybody out there getting played like me? This life is so full of issues. Feeling me, so throw yeah. your hands in the air and be real with me. Woo. We are all facing frustration, living a life of lust and temptation. Uh-huh. Problems over here, problems over there, problems, problems, problems everywhere. Uh-huh. Regardless if we're black or white, rich or poor, we suffer in the thing called life. I wish that it could be so stress free. Does anybody out there want to? Full of issues and flight. Whoa, there has to be an afterlife. This life is so full of dark and light. Yo, there has to be a paradise.
4: This life is so full of wrong and right. Hey, there has to be an afterlife.
3: This life is so full of pain and strike. Yay. there has to be a paradise. Either the control life. or life will control you. he the roll life. or life will roll you. Either the throw life. or life will. living oh, in an early
1: I am in the the with I your hope in, in the mind pattern. I'm independent, but I'm in it. a minute I'm feeling fine, all the time, on my side, I am in at the way. rain, at the
2: way. Yeah, we back with our guest today, Mr. Damon, the real nailer. And that was uh, life. And I do understand what you're saying. You're definitely touching on some of the things that we're going through as we speak.
4: Most
3: definitely. Like I say, it's it's just crazy how, you know, life is, is strange and, and unpredictable. You have your highs, your lows, and it's just a very unpredictable time that we're living in. But that's that's how life goes. You know, that's how life
4: goes.
2: No, without, without a doubt, without a doubt. So you have uh, another CD coming out in the very near future,
3: huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like I said, I'll be, you know, dropping a few singles here and there. Got the one coming up on the the 15th of this month. it will be available on Spotify. And then the one on the 4th of July, America, which will be so timely because we're dealing with America, the the birthday of America, and just dealing with um, this country, how it is. And so the hook on that one says, um, "Land of the Brave, Home of the Free, America." Oh, say, can you see, Land of the Slave, Home of the G? But uh, yeah, it's like I say, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna touch on some things there. It's gonna touch on some things. But yes. Uh, I,
2: I I got another question for you, man. Since everybody's locked down good. with this uh, pandemic, and uh, yeah. <laughs> All uh, this other uh, stuff we're going through, the marches and stuff that we're going through now. My question to you is, what is your take on this? How do you think this is going to end up?
3: Well, just looking at everything, I guess for me, from my um, perspective or a biblical perspective, it's kind of just the signs of the end times. And uh, I'm a proponent and uh, expert, I guess, in dealing with prophecy and knowing that it's all about puzzle pieces. And so when you look at the scripture talks about pestilences, which, of course, that's what this pandemic is, a form of that, an epidemic or a pandemic will be classified as a pestilence. Then another thing it talks about was a nation against nation. And ironically, that fits America to a T, because if you study other countries and kingdoms, you know, typically whatever the nationality is, it's kind of the majority of the people but in America, we have various nations forming this one nation. And so that's kind of predicting, you know, the racial divide that we're seeing, the racial wars and, the, the uh, you know, the, the issues that we're having. And like I say, it's just all kind of aligning to this, this final hour, this, this, this final age that we're living in, just the, the final part of it. Because eventually, as, as, you know, people are doing already, it's going to move us to receiving the people going to receive the mark uh, for the, the microchip uh, in place in the hands or the foreheads where you won't be able to buy or sell, And they're using all of these different tactics to kind of push us there and take us there. And so, you know, one of the proponents is that this is going to be uh, good for safety measures. It's going to be good for tracking diseases. They're going to have all kind of justification for it, but the situation has to be created first, so that people could be willing to receive it, and that's one of the main reasons when we look at this pandemic is to kind of force people to be excited and wanting a vaccine because oh it's just killing everybody so I gotta get this. And what they what they're proposing is with the vaccine is going to be a tracking device, and like I said, that's that microchip that um you know it's talked about in the Bible. But all of this is kind of, is lining up for the end, and like I said, I'm seeing. All of the things spoken of just manifesting before our very eyes, you know. And so um, it's all about also the government having to come in and take more control. And we're going to see that as as the time draws now. We're going to see more governmental interference, more government, against, more governmental control, uh, more invasion of privacy, less individuality, more just you know them controlling, Big Brother watching everything. And so that's that's what I'm seeing. Is all formable for our very eyes, but these events now are just preparing that stage and giving a justification for the things that will follow
2: wow so we've done we've done, we've then left the uh the branding on the butt uh we've then left yeah. the social security number, so now we move yeah. into the micro the microchip, yeah,
3: yes, yeah. that cashless society. And, I, and it's crazy because, you know, I guess I've been studying this stuff, and uh, Sweden, Sweden is on the verge, I think it's either 20, 2022 or 23, they're going to be like the first cashless society. They already are basically, I think, over 50% of their banks don't even accept cash anymore. And as I say, they're on, on, on track for being the first country to be totally cashless. And other European countries are trying to get on that, that same bandwagon. And, uh, you know, even here in the states, I think it was in Minnesota, one of the northern states, or, um, Midwest states, they were doing chipping parties where people were celebrating getting the chips and everything in them. But like I said, it's all moving in that direction. And as, as I talked about, the coronas kind of helps to justify that as well because they're saying, okay, if you if you don't have money to transfer – you just had his chip then you know you do not have to um get the germs or you, you give it lessens the chance of the, the corona spreading because now you just have your chip, you just get it scanned. And like I said, it's just playing to it. It's it's all setting up. It's all a well orchestrated plan. Yeah.
2: yeah. I have another friend that uh he he's a former CIA type dude. Uh, working yes. for the government, but he said uh, the government isn't really a government at all. It's a corporation.
1: Oh yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. We're USA Incorporated. You know, this is a capitalistic society, and uh, that's what it's all about. Even if you study the origins, um, I, I don't know if you you've probably heard of the rich dad, poor dad, the book by uh, Robert yeah. Kiyosaki. And uh, yeah. you know, one of the things he broke down was how, when the country was originated, when the government would run into financial issues, of course they had to go to the rich to bail them out. And so, in essence, the rich were like, "Well, look, if we have to keep bailing you out. You're gonna to have to create create legislation that's gonna help us." And sure enough, as you look at it, you know, the poor people, middle class are the ones who pay the taxes, but the rich escape everything. And when you analyze the people who make up the government, most of them, you know, wealthy uh, lawyers, um, you know, people with backgrounds in, in law and, and corporations and all of that stuff, and they, so um, they call them—they call, them,
2: call them the affluent people. Huh?
3: Yes, 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 and that's who's controlling everything. And it basically is ironic that I was studying this stuff the other day, looking at the origins of the country, the founding fathers. And I was looking at their background and seeing how it's so similar still today. The majority, you know, is, is of European descent who who are controlling the House and you know the Senate and everything, and have that same background, um, you know, wealthy uh, politicians, lawyers, and uh, stuff like that. So I'm like, this is this is too crazy that this is still in effect this, this, all the way up until this day, you know. That the control is is still the same.
2: <laughs> well, well, I like to say it, Damon. He who created the game also made the rules.
3: Yes, sir. <laughs> That's it. That yeah, is it. That
2: is. That is it. Well, we got another song que- queued up for you, man. So I want to get that one in, you know, because I see the time is flying. Okay. Uh, we got yes, we got rebound. So we're definitely gonna. Um, Put that on our listeners' ears, man, and I definitely hope this country going to rebound. And somebody told me yeah. the other day, I was on another show, actually, and they were talking mm-hmm. about all the, co- the problems and stuff that we're having, but nobody was talking about the solutions. And they're going to say, well, we yeah. need a leader. We need a leader. I'm like, why? Because all they're going to do is <laughs> kill them. <laughs> I right. mean, what our history yeah, has shown true. is all they're going to do is kill them until we yeah. learn to stick together as a people and not have a, a front man because anytime there's yeah. a front man, all you need is five that don't agree, and then they're going to kill that front man. So until That's we can it. all stick together as a unit, I don't see no changes yeah. really happening. But I'm going to save that one for you for another show. But anyway, okay, uh, <laughs> this is, this is a, a rebound by my man, Mr. Damon uh, the real Naylor. You guys, you know the drill. Let the windows down, turn the air conditioner up, and put your ears on this. Bounce.
3: Bound Bounce back, bounce back, bounce back, rebound. Bounce back, bounce back, bounce back, rebound, bounce back. Don't give up. And God's got something better for you. So give yourself up. Claim your breakthrough. Stop hearing what people say to you. Telling you what you can or you can't do. It's telling your faith about to break you? Come on, start
4: your up, bounce back, don't give up, bounce back when things get
3: tough, when you've had up, bounce back, get up, get up, okay, you girl... what
2: well, happened stopped on me, but anyway. I'm definitely liking your your, your lyrics, man, because they're definitely on a positive note, and uh, people really should know that. But it's good to be have them reinforced with that message.
3: Yes, sir. Really we appreciate it, Mr. Pastor. Thank you so much
2: and yeah, we be, definitely need more encouraging thoughts right now man cuz with with the society that the way it is is there's so much depressing stuff going on out there man and people need something they can listen to that encourage them to know that there's something that they can do they just need to possess the will and the strength to get yes. up and do it
3: yeah yeah exactly and like you say it's all about inspiration in these times because as you stated there's so much Doom and gloom, every time you, you turn on the TV, you, you, you scroll on a post, or the post on Facebook, Twitter, tweets, or whatever, It's just so much going on that, that can drain you and depress you. But, you know, that's what God has created us to do in this hour, to provide that inspiration and to spark people. And like you said, just motivate them to get up and, and do something. Still fulfill your purpose. You still got something to do, even in the midst of all of this. Um, we all got assignments, so it's all about doing it, staying focused.
2: Right. Absolutely. I see. I got one of your questions here. I mean, what are what are the two forms of speaking? I know I'm kind of jumping around, but I could do that. But what are the two? Oh, forms Oh yeah, yeah. You're the host. <laughs> <laughs> the first is would be meditation,
3: which is internally speaking, and so um, people don't even realize that when you when you meditate, in actuality. You're just speaking within your spirit or you're speaking within yourself. It's like right now if I were to tell you to say I'm hungry without verbalizing it or vocalizing it, then you could hear You literally hear your voice in your spirit as you think. You know, that's what, what meditation is. It's just that speaking on the inside of you. And that's why one of the things, especially with my Christian background, we teach people to meditate or just keep speaking the word, keep speaking positive things, keep speaking, uplifting things to yourself, you know, speak within yourself. You just say, you know, I'm blessed, I'm prosperous, within yourself. But then the external speaking is communication. So as you meditate, you want what you're meditating on to align with your com- with what you're communicating. And so as they match, we're talking about power, we're talking about power within, and then power being released. Our words are seeds, and when we Release them eventually, although it might not germinate at that current or present moment. Eventually, when the right conditions are created, they're gonna gener- germinate and they're gonna produce fruit. And then you're gonna live of whatever fruit you put out. And that's why I try my best to put out positivity and not negativity. I try my best to bless and not curse. I try my best best to uplift and not discourage, and and try to depress and and um hurt people's feelings. I try to build people because I know the power of words. And uh, to give you a prime example, it was a science fair that I was a judge at, and a young lady did an experiment on the effects of music on plant life. So what she did the first few days, she played some bad, negative, evil, gloomy music, and a plant began to wilt, and it began to die. She was feeding it, and she was also giving it sunlight, but she, she put that music on, and it killed the plant. Next few days, she changed the music. That was the only variable change. gave it the same amount of water, same amount of sunlight, and would you believe the plant literally became to, began to come back alive as she played pleasant, inspiring, uh, inspirational music. And so people don't realize the power of our words. People just think it's words. No, they're, they're spirit, which is energy. And they're a life force. That's what, you know, when we look at the word spirit means. So you're putting out an energy, whether it's an a, a energy that's full of life or debt or whether it's an energy that's good or bad, it's an energy. And so those are your your two forms of speaking there, speaking inwardly, which is meditating, and then speaking externally, which is communicating.
2: Man, I got some friends in Cincinnati. I know they'd love to hear you saying that.
3: <laughs> okay,
2: awesome, awesome,
3: awesome Yes, sir But yeah, so that's what it's a, all should, about
2: Should a person write down their goals and dreams Or, uh, you know, should they, they speak them like you're saying
3: They should do both They should do both because, As I'm saying, that external speaking and internal speaking But also, you know, as a, a prophet said He said write the vision and make it plain So that he may run that, read it, it and what happens when you when you write it down? It involves there's well, my my teaching background. It involves another sense because when you're speaking, you're just involving your 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 ear or the, the sense of hearing. But now, when you write it, you're also including a sense of seeing, and you're seeing it on paper. That's why a lot of people do those vision board parties because now you're seeing what you're talking about. This is putting a vision into action and um, being able to get an, an illustration of it it's powerful because now you have something a little more tangible um words are abstract but once you write them and you convert them into the written word it becomes tangible now you can see it and you can say it and it just helps to increase your faith because now as you look at it you know you can ponder you can think and you just you repeat it but it's it's critical in writing it because it's also critical in putting it out there so others can help you as you're able to write down and articulate what you want to do It helps people who are going to support you as far as, you know, buying your products or services, but also helping to expose you. If you haven't written it and organized it, it's hard for them to do that. They don't know what to do, you know, if you're just all over the place. But if you write it, organize it, then they can better assist you in fulfilling your vision and your purpose.
2: Wow, that's some powerful good information there. Well, Damon, we're down to the last couple of minutes of the show, so I want to give you the opportunity to tell our listeners how they can reach you, how they can get in touch with you, and how they could tap your brain for some more of this wisdom.
3: Yes, sir. Well, the most comprehensive site I have is called TheReal, D-A-R-I-L dot O-R-G. If you go there, it has my links to everything as far as my music, my books, all of that there, But I'm also on social media on Facebook at Damon, D-A-M-O-N, dot Nailer, that's N-A-I-L-E-R. It's the same thing for Instagram, Damon, D-A-M-O-N, dot Nailer, N-A-I-L-E-R. And on Twitter, it's at D-A-R-I-L and the number one, at the real one. So if you go to any of those places, you will find me and just find all of the information about everything that I do.
2: Oh man, fantastic man! I want to thank you for taking time, coming out and chat with us, man. Definitely enjoyed you, man, and I know you're gonna have great things coming uh, uh, moving forward with you, man, because you definitely got a positive word for everybody.
3: Yes, sir. Well, Miss Patterson, we surely appreciate you. That. Ms. Miss Olivia, thanks again. Uh, I, I surely have enjoyed myself, and like I say we we hope to be with you soon again. But I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you to all the listeners who have given us your time to hear. Hopefully you've received some direction, inspiration, and education today.
2: Uh, very well, man. And we'll be talking to you soon, man. And thanks again. And for our listeners, uh, the switchboard was lit up. And if you missed any parts of the show, the show will be available worldwide, so you ain't got no reason to not be here. And if you have problems, ask your mama, ask your daddy, ask the man across the street, and ask the milkman if he's coming by. But he might be on lockdown too. But uh, anyway, you have no excuse for not hearing this show, and then we'll see you again next week, same time. Blessings out. Thank you.
1: This is Sweetie Love coming to you live in Total Bliss. You are listening to the best of I Am N G on Block Talk Radio with your host K Diddy Ciao.